Good morning, dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Happy Lord's Day. I was just thinking yesterday how we're, this year, with all this pandemic and things going on and changes where people are home all the time and, and so forth with the shelter in place, it still seems that the year is going by very fast. It, uh, today is the 16th of August, and pretty soon the year is going to be over. But we know the Lord has taken care of us thus far, and he will continue it in the future as well. I'm privileged to uh, give a few announcements uh, and also to read a couple of letters. The first one is from the Hyde and, and Punzo and Puzan family. To our dear church family, our hearts will forever be grateful to each one of you who has supported us during this very difficult time. We could not have faced all this without the support, love, and prayers from you all. We thank you for every meal that went to three different households, we might add. Cards, phone calls, text messages, flowers, cookie bouquets for our kids, gifts, and so much more. Dad would be so happy to know that his family was being so well taken care of and looked after. Dad was a true servant and loved to serve God faithfully. We will continue his legacy in our service to God and our church at SRVBC. We promise that with all that we have, we will fulfill what, God, what Dad wanted. For us to serve God faithfully, love God with all our hearts, and enjoy our family. In 1 Thessalonians 4.13, it says, Do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. We do have this hope and confidence that, God, that Dad is in heaven with his Lord and Savior, and we can't wait for the day when we can embrace him again. Until then, we will move forward, hard as it is, without him. We will heal and move forward in the way God and Dad would want us to. We thank you all again for everything and for loving us the way you do. With much gratitude, Kathy, Caitlin, Jamie, Rick, Mike, and all the grandkids. We love you guys so much, and we love each member of our assembly. And though we can't meet physically right now, Spiritually, we gather together and we have these messages on Sunday and the devotions on Mondays and Wednesdays. We also have a letter from Carl and Ruth Knott serving the Lord faithfully in Spain, and they've been impacted by the pandemic there as well. And they write to us warm, literally, Christian greetings from Spain, where we, like most people, are still on guard against the virus. Temperatures have been over 100 degrees for a couple of months, and yet, contrary to the hopes of many, the virus is still around. The virus was under control in Spain, but in mid-June they relaxed the restrictions, and in July and August everyone has been flocking to the beaches all over, from all over Spain they come here. The government allowed discotheques to open, and concerts up to 800 people. Amazing. And stadiums and restaurants. And guess what happened? The cases are on the rise again, and Spain has the poorest record in Europe, but the Lord is watching over us. 
thank you so much for your prayers and support that are so helpful to us. We take encouragement knowing that God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love in that you have ministered to the saints. Hebrews 6.10 We are grateful to the Lord for his constant care. This month is our 47th wedding anniversary and 34 of those have been in Spain. We're grateful to the Lord that since mid-June we've been able to meet again as an assembly and this has been an encouragement. Those over 70 or with health problems do not attend, which means about half are not present. None in the assembly have the virus so far. We cannot break bread due to the contagion. Our meetings consist of worship time and hymns, prayer, followed by a Bible study in Romans that Carl gives. We visit one couple each week who cannot attend the meetings and bring them copies of the study notes, the bulletin, and helpful materials. Please pray for two individuals in particular. Rosie, an older woman in a neighboring town who requested that once the pandemic is over, that we visit her and her husband, and we hope to do that very soon. The other is Jay, a young man who has come to Spain from Venezuela and has been attending meetings. Also, please pray for our son Joshua in Chile, who has turned in his thesis work and will finally be finished after six years of civil engineering studies. Well, we thank the Lord for our missionaries. We thank the Lord for every member of our church. And we're just thankful for all that he's done for us. Shall we look to the Lord in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Sunday morning, the Lord's Day, when we can have these messages go forth over the internet, Lord. And we just pray now that you will speak to our hearts through your word by the Holy Spirit. Please hide me behind the cross, Lord, and we pray that the words that are spoken will come alive to every heart and meet every need of the congregation who is listening today. And so, Father, we just pray for your leading, for your help. We pray for liberty, and we just ask this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You know, we learn quite early in life, usually from our parents, that it's not a good idea to brag and boast. Nobody likes to be around a braggart. It turns people off. It shows that we have pride. So we learn early in life that boasting is not good. As believers, we want to be a blessing to people. We want to be humble. But there is one kind of boasting that is not only acceptable, but it's desirable. And that kind of boasting is boasting in the Lord. And our title of, a me of the message today is Boasting in the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 1.31, Paul concludes the first chapter with these words, that as it is written, he who glories, or boasts, let him glory in the Lord. Boasting in the Lord gives the Lord all the credit. It gives him all the glory and all the honor. Because anything that we do, anything that we accomplish and succeed in and have victory in, we should always remember to thank the Lord and boast of him to others about how great our God is. Today we're going to look at three things from the Word of God. Number one, give God all the glory. Number two, give up our self-glory. 
And number three, give no thought to relying on people or things. The definition of to glory in is to feel or show great joy or pleasure because of something. When you're proud of something, and there are good examples of pride, you can be proud of your child for how they did in school, you can be proud of your, of your spouse for how well they did at work, or you can be proud of your sports teams, how successful they are, and there's, there's good things in that. But the greatest of all is to boast in the Lord. So let's look at our first point today. Give God all the glory. Not some of the glory, but give Him all the glory. And one of my favorite passages of Scripture from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 9 and verses 23 and 24 is this. Here we read the Word of God. Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth, for in these I delight, says the Lord. Our relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ is very important to Him and very important to the Father. And our relationship to the Lord should be the most important thing of our lives. If someone was to ask you the question, what was the greatest day of your life up till this point? I know what I would say. December 13, 1990, when I truly accepted Jesus Christ into my heart as my Lord and Savior, and He changed my life. That was the greatest day of my life. And I think all of us believers can share in that sentiment. We may have great experiences in life, but nothing can compare to the day of our salvation. God delights in His people, and He wants us to be humble, and He wants us to give Him glory, and He wants us to boast in Him. Interestingly, in September of 1981, which was quite a few years ago now, 39 years ago, the Ladies' Home Journal asked this question of their readers. In whom do you trust? Responses were interesting. Walter Cronkite, 40%. I don't know if you're old enough to remember, probably many of you are not, but Walter Cronkite was a great anchor for CBS News. He came on every night, and I watched it all every night, too. My parents and I, we watched the news. And he'd always conclude the news with, and that's the way it is. He was great. He was really good. But to put him at the top of the list of somebody you trust, 40%? Okay. Next, Pope John Paul received 26% of the respondents. Thought he, he was second place. Billy Graham, the great evangelist who recently went home to be with the Lord, 6%. And sadly, in 1981, in this survey, God received but 3%. And if that was true in 1991, some 39 years ago, and the way our nation is going today, 
It's a sad state of affairs. The Lord wants us to acknowledge Him in everything we say and in everything we do. Proverbs 3, 6 says, In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. Everything we do should be focused on desiring to do God's will, to acknowledge Him in our life, to give Him the glory, to boast of Him, of being the most important person in our life, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord tells us in Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 8, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another, nor my praise to carve images. You know, our God is a jealous God, and He does not share His glory with another. And it, it just grieved His heart so many times when the Israelites who had the true and living God who delivered them from Egypt and from Pharaoh and brought them into the promised land and gave them so many blessings and helped them in so many situations and then to see them worshiping idols, the works of men's hands, Baal and all these other false gods, it just grieved his heart. And you know, when we take credit for anything in life, what we're really doing is we're robbing God of the glory. When someone gives us a compliment, we should always say, thank you, thank you very much. Praise God, he gave me the strength to do it. Because that should always be first and foremost in our minds that we need the Lord for everything. I miss the breaking of bread so much, and one of the things I really enjoy at the end of the breaking of bread is we sing the doxology. It's a short little uh, song, but it's so, so blessed. And these are what the words say. It says, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. God is the source of all blessings. Recently, I've seen on television some commercials for Crystal Geyser, and they always say, bottled at the source. Uh, this is spring water bottled at the source. It's best when it's bottled at the source. Well, God is the source of every blessing that we have, every gift that we have, every talent, every skill, every ability, every spiritual gift He gives us comes from Him. So we can't boast about it. God has equipped us. He's given us the resources. And we should always give Him all the glory. Another one of my favorite verses is in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 14. The Apostle Paul certainly had a great background in Judaism and he had so much knowledge and he was the Hebrew of Hebrews. But notice what he says to the Galatians near the end of the, of the epistle. He says, but God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. In fact, Paul said in Philippians, what things were gained to me, those things I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. I count them like rubbish compared to knowing Him. Yes, let us glorify the Lord and give Him all the glory. Give Him all the credit for everything. Tory Mann 
wrote, Boasting in the Lord is on the one hand it quite the opposite of boasting in oneself. Instead of drawing attention to ourselves, we draw attention to Christ. The boasting is a call for people to admire Him as much as we admire Him. We are seeking praise for Christ's worth, not for ours. And as Christians, we need to point people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Mike always says when he gives devotions, many times he, he says this, he says we can either, by our words and conduct, we can either point people to Christ and draw them closer to Christ, or we can push them away further from Christ. We want to be those who point people to the Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior. Psalm 34 and verse 2 says, My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. We want to boast in the Lord all day long. We want to give him all the praise. Charles Spurgeon once said, You will never exaggerate when you speak good things of God. It is not possible to do so. Try, brethren, and boast in the Lord. So that's our first point this morning. Giving God all the glory. Secondly, give up our self-glory. We have to, when we get saved, we have to give up our self-glory. When we're born into this world, we're born very selfish, very self-centered, very self-focused. And yet, when we're born again, we're born humble. We're born focusing on serving others. We're born to give Him all the glory. We're under new management. He is our King. He is our Savior. He's bought us with a price with His own precious blood. In 1 Corinthians 3, 21 and 22, Paul wrote, Therefore let no one boast in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or C Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. We should never boast about our own goodness, our own abilities, talents, education, or anything else. It's all from the Lord, and it's all by His grace. In Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, it says, For by grace are you, you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. No one will be in heaven because of their own good works or deeds. They'll be there because of the blood of Christ and by receiving Him as Lord and Savior. There will be no one who will boast. Not one person will be in heaven because they think they deserve it. We boast in the Lord, not in ourselves. St. Francis de Sales once said, Some men become proud and insolent because they ride a fine horse, wear a feather in their hat, or are dressed in a fine suit of clothes. Who does not see the folly of this? If there be any glory in such things, the glory belongs to the horse, the bird, and the tailor. Well, that's true, but the Lord really is the one who gets all the glory for everything. 
Everything we have is from Him. Everything that we achieve, everything that we accomplish, we should bow our heads and say, thank you, Lord. You gave me the ability to do it. You gave me the strength when I didn't think I could carry on a step further. You helped me, Lord. And that's what it means to boast in the Lord. Give Him all the glory. The hymn writer James Gray wrote, Not I have gotten, but what I received. Grace hath bestowed it, since I have believed. Boasting excluded, pride I abase, I am only a sinner, saved by grace. That's my favorite title for myself. A sinner saved by grace. One of the biggest boasters in the Bible, I think, was Goliath because he used to come out and boast against the nation of Israel and said, send me a man. I'll fight against him. Bring out your best man and I'll take him on. You can imagine when David showed up, he wasn't tall, he wasn't great to, to see his physique or anything like that. Goliath showed up with a javelin, with a spear, with fully with his armor on and everything. He was a famous uh, warrior for the Philistines, probably undefeated in battle. People were afraid of him. Even in his own army were probably afraid of him, let alone the Israelites who were scared to death of him. And he comes out and he says to David in 1 Samuel 17, 43 and 44, So the Philistine, that is Goliath, said to David, Am I a dog that you come out to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Verse 44, And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Goliath was the first real trash talker. You know, in sports today, they talk trash. They call it talking trash when you put down your opponent and you, you elevate and exalt yourself and you put down your opponent. I hate it. I don't like trash talking. I never have. I never will do it. It's not right. You should always be a good sport and always honor your opponent. Shake his hand at the beginning. Shake his hand at the end. If he beats you fair and square, shake his hand. Congratulate him. There's no room for trash talking. John Newton once said, I'm not what I ought to be. I'm not what I wish to be. I am not what I hope to be, but I am what I am by the grace of God. And he was thinking of Paul's words, and Paul said that same thing, I am what I am by the grace of God. We thank the Lord for what he's done in our lives, and we give him all the glory. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 16, 24, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Man, as I said before, is born very selfish and self-centered and self-consumed. But when he becomes a Christian, or she becomes a Christian, life changes completely. Proverbs 20 and verse 6 gives us some very good advice. It says, Most men will proclaim each one his own goodness, but who can find a faithful man? A faithful man doesn't go around proclaiming his own goodness, but he goes around proclaiming the goodness of his Lord. Charles Spurgeon once said, grace puts its hand on the boasting mouth and shuts it once and for all. We have nothing whatsoever to boast about in ourselves. And finally, our third point today is give no thought of relying on people and things. 
You know, if we ever rely on people, they can let us down. If we ever rely on things and resources of this world, they can fail us. But when we rely on the Lord, He'll always come through. We can always boast in Him because He has a perfect track record. Jeremiah 17.5 says, Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. That is what we don't want to do. We don't want to trust in man. Man will fail. No matter how good a person may be, their intentions may be, they can fail us. But he gives us what we should do in verse 7 of that same chapter, where it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. We can trust in him. We can have confidence in him. We can have assurance in him because of who he is and what he has done. Someone once said, the more you rely on others, the more likely you are to be disappointed by them. In Psalm 20 and verse 7, the psalmist there looking around him says this. He said, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. I remember learning it in the New American Standard where it says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but as for us, we will trust in the name of the Lord our God forever. Too often, people today, even Christians, put their, their trust and their confidence and boast in the things that they have. They boast in their money. They boast in their possessions. They boast on their accomplishments. And the Lord wants us to have no part of that. A few years ago, someone came up with the expression for FROG, F-R-O-G, the acronym for it. Fully rely on God. And I've remembered it ever since. Fully rely on God. And that should be the motto of our lives, fully to rely upon Him. There's an interesting verse in 1 Kings chapter 20 and verse 11 that Ahab said. He said this, he said, So the king of Israel answered, and he was speaking to another king that was coming out to attack him, Tell him, let not the one who puts on his armor boast like the one who takes it off. Now you think about that for a moment. Let not the one who puts on his armor boast like the one who takes it off. When you put on your armor, have you fought the battle yet? No. Have you won the battle? No. You've got your armor on, but you haven't done anything yet. It's like boasting at the beginning of the game, I'm going to win, I'm going to guarantee it. The one who takes it off, in other words, is the one who has won the victory. And if anybody has the right to boast, he's the one who has the right to do that. But even in that, we should not boast except in our, our Lord Jesus Christ. Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. We don't even know if we'll be alive tomorrow. The Lord may come today. He may take us home. We may die today or tonight. We don't even know that we'll see tomorrow. We shouldn't boast about it. We should boast only in the goodness and wonderfulness of the Lord. D.L. Moody once said, Trust in yourself and you're doomed to disappointment. 
Trust in your friends and they will die and leave you. Trust in your money and you may have it taken from you. Trust in your reputation and some slanderous tongue may blast it. But trust in God and you are never to be confounded in time or eternity. So let's remember this morning to boast in the Lord. He's given us everything we have. We want to give all the glory to Him because He is worthy. Whenever we succeed, we should boast in the Lord. Whenever we achieve something or, or do something victoriously, we should always direct our praise and our boasting to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no room for self-glory. We cannot claim any credit for ourselves. If we do, we're stealing the Lord's glory. We're robbing Him of it. We have to remember that He's given us the talents. He's given us the gifts. He's given us the abilities, and He's given us the opportunities. So everything that we do and everything that we have is from Him. And may we fully rely on God, just like that expression, F-R-O-G, frog, fully rely on God. Oh, that we would live lives not caring who gets the credit as long as the Lord gets all the glory. Before we conclude this morning, I'd like to read a poem that was written by a man named Jerry Bowie in 2011, some nine years ago. So many will boast of their status and wealth, far too many that all that's worth living. I'd rather boast in my spiritual health, I'd rather rejoice that I'm saved and forgiven. So many will boast in who and what they know. Their connections are the things they do treasure. I would rather boast in the Lord Jesus Christ. His word is my sure guide and measure. So many will boast in the things that they have as if this life was the end of the story. But I would rather boast in the world to come. Heaven above is what I will glory. So many will boast that they have now arrived trusting in themselves a sad situation. But I'd rather boast in what Jesus has done, singing aloud of his wondrous salvation. So many will boast of things under the sun, things that will one day be shaken and scattered. I will boast in my father's, my child, well done. In eternity, that's all that will matter. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Our blessed Heavenly Father, we are here today to thank you and praise you for what you have done for us. We pray that we would boast only in you, Lord. We would glory only in you, not in the things that we have or the things that we have accomplished, but Lord, boasting in you is, is giving you all the praise and honor and glory. And we just pray, Lord, if there's anyone in the audience today out there listening to this message who has never received Jesus Christ, as their Lord and Savior. Maybe they're boasting on things they have done. Maybe they think they've done enough to get to heaven. Maybe they think that, that they're going to go to heaven because they go to church or they're religious. Or maybe they think they're going to go to heaven because they've done good works or they've lived a, a moral life and never committed any real vile outward sins. But Lord, we're all sinners. We come to the cross because Jesus died there for us and we accept him as our Lord and Savior. And we pray, if anyone is unsaved, Lord, 
that today will be the day that we'll receive Jesus as Lord and Savior. And Lord, we just pray you'll dismiss us with your blessing. Give us a wonderful rest of the Lord's day and the week to come. Please bless Sylvia's devotion on, on Monday and Adel's devotion on Wednesday. Please be with all of us, Lord. Keep us healthy. Keep us safe. Guard us and protect us. And help us to remember that everything we have is from you. We thank you in Jesus' precious and most worthy name. Amen.